Welcome to Little Detours Shortcuts with Regina Breton, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Breton. The words from first grade at Immaculate Conception School still haunt me. Your soul is black when you sin. It didn't help that the nun who taught me that called us devils and evil. We were only six years old. In second grade, when we were to receive Holy Communion, which we were taught was the actual body of Christ, we had to say, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Not worthy of receiving God. What a terrible thing to teach a child. Who invented original sin? The short answer is Adam and Eve, when they rebelled and ate the apple. Too many religions have used the concept as a club to reign in the people in the pews. I no longer believe I carry the taint of Adam and Eve's DNA or their choices. A priest picked out my name, Regina Maria, Latin for Queen Mary. How could I ever live up to being named after the Virgin Mother of Jesus, the world's only perfect person conceived without original sin? Was I to be a child prodigy excelling in holiness? I felt the opposite, unholy. Our house was full of holy objects, a giant crucifix over the TV, a tall two-foot-high statue of Mary, a supersized picture of the Last Supper in the dining room. My dad tucked rosaries under the pillows and pinned Sacred Heart of Jesus badges to our bedsheets. It was like a church exploded in the Brett house. My dad's sister was a nun. So was his aunt. Religion ran in the family. Then one day, we wanted to run from religion. The shame sent us fleeing. Shame that was never ours. Shame that was beaten into us by people who carried it for someone else. Shame on you, we heard from the nun who knocked a child out of her chair in first grade for ripping a phonics book. Shame on you, we heard from the third grade teacher who hit me over the head with a book because I didn't know how to cover it. Shame on you, I heard when dad pulled down my pants and hit me with his belt. Shame on you, I heard when I wet the bed and no one changed my sheets for days. Shame on you, our seventh grade teacher told the boys when they cried because they couldn't stand the pain of standing in front of the class with outstretched arms holding stacks of encyclopedias on the palms of their hands for some minor infraction. Shame isn't about doing something bad. It's about believing you are bad, rotten to the core. That's where shame goes to live, right to the core of your being. But they were all wrong. My soul is not black. It never was. My core is clean, and so is yours. Shame on you? No. Shame off us. It wasn't my shame. It isn't yours. It wasn't even theirs. They carried along from their parents who carried it from theirs. Then we took over the job. Most of the shame you carry isn't even yours. I perfected the art of shaming myself. I made lists of my imperfections. Hairy arms, big ears, crooked eyebrows, uneven nostrils, toothpick legs. I felt ashamed of being a girl. I didn't want to be pretty and be someone's prey. I wanted to be tough. I was the tomboy who crawled under cars to get the straight kickballs on the asphalt playground. If you were abused physically, sexually, emotionally or spiritually like I was, you can carry that shame in your body. Energy gets trapped when you don't release it. 
It took a lot of therapy for me to release it. No way did I want to pass it along to my daughter for her to pass along to her kids. A great counselor taught me that most of the shame I was feeling was never mine to feel. You only need enough shame to keep you from running around naked in the grocery store, she said. I'm 64 years old and I still suffer from shame attacks. I can feel them coming. When you make a mistake, you feel that panic inside that you are in big trouble. You didn't make a mistake. You are the mistake. I can see when it happens to other people. They fly into a rage because someone or something hit their shame core and the volcano goes off. Or they implode and crumble into a helpless victim with no power. Those three words, shame on you, feel like someone threw up on you. And in a way they did. You're covered in their shame. It's not your shame, it's theirs. When my friend Bill heard about my childhood, he used to tell me how none of that shame was mine. He tried to convince me that I was totally innocent. Back then it was hard to believe. That's not your shame, it's theirs, he kept saying. It's like you were crossing the street and got hit by a car. It was the driver's fault, not yours. I finally understood it to the core of my being many decades later when a giant tree branch broke and fell 30 feet onto the roof of my new car. It smashed the roof in. I laughed. I finally got it. The car was innocent. And so was I. My car hadn't done a thing. It was just parked under a tree. It hadn't done anything to deserve getting hit. It just happened to be there. Just like I happened to be there in my childhood. So now when I start to feel the weight of shame on me, I hold up my hand like a stop sign. And then I pause and imagine a suitcase. I check the name on it, not mine. I clearly see the name of the person whose shame this belongs to. Sometimes it's my parents, sometimes it's an old boss, or some other authority figure. I pause and decide to give the shame back. I slowly unzip the suitcase and consciously put inside every crappy feeling or detail. Then I zip the bag shut, and then I push it away. It might go unclaimed and sit on the baggage claim turnstile of life forever, but I know it isn't mine, and I'm not dragging it around with me anymore. I'm free. I was never responsible for my dad's anger and rage, my mom's depression and exhaustion, my dad's financial struggles, my siblings getting hit, my parents having so many children. It wasn't my fault my grandfather molested me. My dad beat me. My mom didn't nurture me or protect me. No matter what happened to you, you are not what happened. What happened was horrible. You are not horrible. What happened might have been dirty and bad. You are not dirty and bad. You are innocent. One year while I was at the Abbey of Gethsemane Monastery in Trappist, Kentucky, I heard the monk Matthew Kelty read a poem by Wendell Berry called Do Not Be Ashamed. Berry wrote about feeling guilty of something misreading the directions, losing your papers, being wrong. Even though you haven't done anything wrong, others will want you to kneel and weep and be ashamed. The poem gave me the power to hold my head high and announce, I am not ashamed. I hope you aren't either. Do not be ashamed of your scars, your weight, your body. Do not be ashamed of what happened to you. Do not be ashamed of the choices you made. They were the best you could make with what you knew at the time. Do not be ashamed of the hands that hurt you. That's their shame, not yours. Do not be ashamed of the critics who want you to squirm over their words about your art 
your acting, your parenting, your skin, your hair, your looks, your very being. Don't let their shame clutter your soul. Sweep out the dust, clear out everyone else's rubbish. Release it all. Release the church that said you were not worthy. Release the parents who couldn't love you, who hurt you or disappeared into a bottle or work or left you for another family. Release the lover who left you believing you weren't enough. Release the stranger who hurt you. Release the critic in your head who calls you names. Release every smidge of shame that keeps you small, that dims your light, that scares you into believing you are not enough and turns your life into an endless pursuit of, I'll be worthy when, when I get married, when I get divorced, when I get hired, when I get promoted, when I get tenure, when I get published. You are already worthy of every good thing life has to offer. Being worthy is your birthright. When I think of those words we were taught to say in second grade, Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Shame no longer comes to mind. Instead, I can smile and imagine the Great One who created us, pronouncing each one of us worthy with a simple ta-da at every completed masterpiece. Original sin, that was never part of me or you. It's time to believe the truth of our being. I was an original blessing, and so are you. Thanks for listening to Little Detour Shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear guests interviewed on my longer podcasts. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give us a rating and a review so we can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. While you're there, sign up to receive weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible. Thank you.